The Donut Bag is brought to you by Penn Highway Marketplace, the marketplace for vintage goods, quality collectibles, and handmade crafts. It's where I get all my sports memorabilia. Go to facebook.com slash penhighway. That's facebook.com slash P-E-N-N-H-W-Y. And mention I sent you. All right. We're finally back to football. I'm so excited. Training camps are starting. And... Fantasy football is not that far away, and I am so pumped with me to talk about it is Shane Hallam from Draft Countdown and Debbie Marketplace. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me back. And yeah, I'm I'm pumped. I'm ready for college football, NFL, fantasy, all this to finally get started here. We're we're getting close. We're glowing, we're glowing name par- uh, brothers where we both have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I, I I got this because of you. I saw, I talked to you last year. It's like, oh my God, that's so cool. And and, and I, and I ordered one for myself. So I, I love it. But like, yeah, now, now, whatever, whatever, I guess there's no more Twitter. So I guess we'll, we'll do something else. Um, Okay. So what are you seeing? I know it's early, but what are you seeing different this year than in previous years in fantasy football? It seems like I, I just remember in, in almost every year running backs are so important. And now it seems like it's like almost like 50, 50. It's like wide receivers are almost just as, as uh, you know, go, go just as high as running backs. Yeah. I think we're kind of getting into that era of the, wide receiver you know being more important in a lot of ways i mean you look at some of the adp of the you know first rounds of ppr leagues we're looking at eight sometimes eight receivers going in the first round eight out of 12 uh which is which is wild yeah it's crazy Um, and sometimes even a tight end sneaks in there so you know i think people are, are scared away by the running back injuries that have hit the past couple years um so many teams are just you know, sharing backfields, it's tough to really feel like you get uh, an absolute stud. And when you do, he gets too many carries and gets hurt. So uh, why take the risk and why not shoot for it later? So, you know, I, I can't remember the last time that we had a like the clear 101 first pick was not a running back. Uh, it's probably been a couple of years where it was clear cut, like you're taking Justin Jefferson, you know, 101. You're not taking a running back there no matter what. Uh, it's It's been a while. I'm looking at ADP right now, and number one is Justin Jefferson, which is, yeah, crazy. McCaffrey, number two, Jamar Chase, number three, and Austin Eckler, number four, Cooper Cup, number five. Three of the top five are wide receivers. That's insane. And Travis Kelsey, number six. Wow. Right. Yeah. So it's a very different approach, you know, and I think we've seen a lot of people now kind of zagging and say, okay, I'll be the guy that takes the running backs, right? If you don't want to, I'll do it. Um, I think it's a legitimate strategy, um, but, you know, you're definitely taking some risk with that. Stephen McCaffrey, you know, he has his injury history and, you know, Eckler as his worst Jefferson and Chase. You feel pretty good about what you're getting out of those guys. You, you know what they've done. Very consistent. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing with with running backs, like, like you said, there's the injury risk, but there's also the 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 workload risk is kind of the you know a reflection of what's going on with the with running backs in the NFL and them not getting paid and stuff. It's like, well, why would you why would you pay big money to a running back when you could just get same you know they they could draft somebody in the third round or something that does almost as well and is is a million times cheaper. But we're seeing that in uh, in fantasy football too, where 
it's like okay yeah you have your very rarely you have like the guy there's always the guy and then one or two other options it's like running back by committee or something like that so it's like how can you invest in one running back well and then even the guys that you feel good are the guy you start to wonder is that team going to start to dip somewhere else you take a guy like derrick henry who were used to going top five or six now going around two he has a lot of wear tread on the tires they drafted tajay spears in in the in the fourth round like they very easily could take some of his workload off and he's not worth as high a pick as he was. So I think that lends to some of the fear, the, the running back environment in the NFL, um, or, you know, or you're staring guys in the face that you're like, this, this should be a slam dunk. Like Ramondre Stevenson for the Patriots should, should be a bell cow back, but the Patriots never do that. So, you know, do I take the risk and take him as my RB one in the second, third round uh, when I know that Bill Belichick's going to, can screw me over there or just 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 forget about running back for a while you know and and i'll take those those risks later in the draft yeah yeah um that's that's one thing i couldn't believe when i see ramondre stevenson so high in draft is like do you not know he's plays for new england and new england never you, you never see like a superstar running back from new england i don't know how, how long it's been maybe since Corey dillon or something like that it just doesn't happen Right. And I mean, they've been kicking the tires on Kareem Hunt and Leonard Fournette. like Dalvin Cook. That, right. So very easily the Patriots could sign someone else. And now you're in another platoon situation um, that, you know, that can happen. So I, I think I think people are worried or, you know, even when we've had running backs who we felt good about uh, Kenneth Walker going into his second year in Seattle or Travis Etienne in Jacksonville. Those two teams just drafted a running back in the top yeah. 125 of the draft. So, I mean, you're going to use that guy, right? Like, so it becomes difficult, I think, to rely on any one running back at this point. Where do you stand on drafting quarterbacks early? It seems like the conventional wisdom is, oh, wait, just pick up some quarterback later and later in the draft who cares they're all the same i don't know but i i have eyes and i see mahomes throwing you know three four touchdowns every game or josh allen or or burrow or something like that it's like i would rather have the guy that's putting up big big numbers every single game i don't know where, where do you stand on drafting quarterbacks you know i i used to be a draft quarterback late guy like i can wait whatever um I think I'm starting to change my tune a, a bit. You know, I still think there are good quarterbacks when you get down to QB9, QB10, the Dak Prescotts or, or Tua's of the world, I think could be really good. But like you said, I, I think when you start to look at, you know, six, seven, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, you know, those type of quarterbacks, I think I want one of those players. So, you know, I don't think I'm going to have a lot of Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen that people are drafting you know, second round. I probably won't do that. But the next tier down, I think, are good enough with high enough upside that uh, I think is a fine balance for not giving up value, but I'm still getting potential elite production uh, with that. And you can kind of vary your risk. You know, I think Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert are super safe with good upside as well. But if you want to take a Justin Fields and hope for that rushing you know, yardage rushing quarterbacks are king in fantasy. Um, I think you could do that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole other factor is you don't just have very rarely do you have that 
like guy that just stands there and uh and and throws a lot you know you have your your guy that could run a lot too so you you know yeah we don't know what justin Fields is going to do passing wise but you know he's going to deliver with the, with the running so uh yeah and very interesting um what about tight ends it seems like there's two or three and then the rest are garbage it's like you got to take it early or you just roll the dice I, I think that's a, a firm strategy. If you don't get to me, I, I kind of see maybe five or six that I really like. Um, now, obviously, like Kelsey Andrews, who you mentioned, you know, uh, mentioned, are at the top. Um, but you know, T.J. Hawkinson from Minnesota really came on at the end of last year, uh, and I think that even the next tier down, George Kittle for the 49ers still is, is pretty consistent. Uh, I really like Darren Waller moving to the Giants is probably their best receiver <laughs> on that team. Yeah. You know, so I think you take a shot on those guys or or take a, a, a third chance at Kyle Pitts in Atlanta and hope the talent wins out for, for once. <laughs> so hasn't happened, no. but you're still hoping. Oh, no. But I think I think if you don't if you kind of get past Waller, um, yeah, I mean I'd almost rather wait on tight end and really load up. I think we're going to see a lot of waiver wire tight ends that kind of emerge. A lot of teams don't really have one. That's even fantasy draftable. The Miami dolphins this year, someone's going to emerge that can be a spot starter for you. So I don't mind waiting if you miss out on the elite guys. Yeah. Yeah. Just see how things shake out. Um, Kyle Pitts. Oh my goodness. Every year, every year with the, with, with the Kyle Pitts, it's, it's such a, such a polarizing topic. Like every year you're waiting for this. He said, Oh, but he has so much talent. It's like, yeah, but he's not delivering. And like, I don't know. Atlanta just seems like a big question mark with it, with the, with a young quarterback seems like they're, you know, really leaning into running. Like what, what do you think of that whole Atlanta offense? I'm, I'm intrigued by it because it looks so good on paper. Uh, and like you said, they drafted B. John Robinson, the top 10, who, you know, if I'm taking a running back in the first round, back into the first round, I think I've taken him, like, give me the fresh legs, you know, out of college, like, they didn't draft him in the top 10 to, to sit him on the bench or anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do think they're going to lean on the run game. But, I mean, Desmond Ritter, a uh, quarterback, is a fantasy sleeper quarterback because he can run, and he's a decent runner too, and has Drake London, has Kyle Pitts. Is it going to be enough to make those two fantasy relevant? I don't know if they pass enough for that. <laughs> but, um, you know, but I think I want to hope that we have to see some big games out of those guys. So Atlanta's definitely – look, I look at that division. I think they could be the best team in that division. It's pretty bad the NFC South. Uh, so it could happen. Possible week schedule. So, yeah. 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 There's a, there's a, there's a potential there. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was the big move this off season to the jets. Where do you think he'll be as good as he was in green Bay? He's old, the new offense. There's a lot of pressure in New York. I don't know. There's, there just seems like, like a lot of potential for it not going well. Yeah, he's turning 40 this year. So I, I, I think those best days are behind him. Not that he's awful. Like, like I would rather have him than Mike White and Zach Wilson throwing uh, my for throwing Jets receivers the ball. Um, but I, I don't think Rodgers is going to put up these incredible fantasy numbers and be back to a top five, you know, fantasy quarterback, um, really outside of Garrett Wilson. There's a ton there to throw to. I actually like taking shots at like Corey Davis. Those kind of guys are super late, like last round. Uh, but 
you know, there's not much more uh, to work with. I think they are going to be pretty balanced and run Brees Hall. Um, and, and so I think Rodgers will be kind of a middling QB2 that you can spot against bad defenses and, and can do well. And you just hope Brees Hall is healthy. That's, you know, because yeah. it seems like they don't really have a, a backup there. So they're, they're really relying, relying on him unless they pick up like Dalvin Cook or something like that. So Right, they, they be... haven't linked to, to Cook, so it'll be interesting to see if yeah happens how that rolls yeah um you know if i was one of those if i was one of those hold that court uh running backs i would just i would just wait until the training camp is over like you guys go run around you do that stuff i'll i'll sit i'll sit on my couch and uh and cheer you on and then and then join the team when when you're done with all that goofy stuff but i, th- I think it's what a lot of them are doing and people criticize well like uh, no no one's assigned them why are they asking for all this money like I- you got to pay me more if you want me to show up to camp, right? Yeah. Like, I, like, you know, I'll take less after that's over. Like you said, I think the Wonder Fournettes and Dalvin Cooks of the world, there's no need for them to be at training camp, right? Like, they'll be fine. And then that's the thing. It's like, you're like, well, they need to learn the offense. Not really. Like, hey, there's a hole there. Go run. Go run to it. Okay. Um, yeah. And and people do get hurt in training camp. So, yeah, you could, you could skip that. Go ahead. Uh, the... The Packers' offense, are they just in rebuild mode, or we just don't know what the heck we're going to get from Jordan Love? We don't, um, but, you know, I was – I like what I saw from Jordan Love last year when he, he did come in kind of shortly. I didn't think the offense missed a beat, which was surprising to me. I wasn't a Jordan Love guy coming into the draft when he was drafted, but um, he's had a lot of time to learn that offense and for them to build him up. I think they – you know, they don't have great weapons. We saw Christian Watson, uh, the receiver they drafted last year, kind of kind of emerged, a lot of touchdowns. He he showed up. Um, and you know, they're still gonna have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, I think, running the ball. So yeah, I kind of like the running backs a bit more. I, I don't mind taking a chance on Jordan Love um super late as a backup quarterback, just see what happens. You know, if he blows up, awesome. You know, you got a steal, and if not, you can cut him. It's not a big deal. Um but yeah, outside of Watson, I'm not sure there's any receiver there that, that I really love to draft. Yeah, you never know. You never know. He could be almost as good or just as good as Aaron Rodgers, and they just keep going. So that, that would be interesting. Yeah, I, I remember when Aaron Rodgers was taking over. We were having the same conversation. That's right. So far, right? We were like, oh, there's no, you know, there's no way he's going to be. But that was like player. 20 years ago. I mean, we were <laughs> we were on MySpace back then. We didn't have any Twitter accounts. Yeah, there's no X there, you know? No, no. <laughs> um, in the AFC North, Baltimore, they signed Lamar Jackson, and Lamar Jackson is always really one of the better quarterbacks in fantasy football. But now they're changing their offense to be this more pass-oriented thing. How do you think that's all going to shake out in Baltimore? I mean – how's it going to affect Lamar? How's it going to affect the running backs and, and these, these wide receivers they got? Do you, do you, are you high on them? Not particularly. I mean, I still like Lamar because he's still going to run. And I think Todd Monken, um, we saw in Georgia this past uh, season with Stetson Bennett still has that, you know, rushing packages within his system, but he does want to put more in the quarterback's hands. Um, so it makes sense. So I still like Lamar. I, I like J.K. Dobbins now, kind of two years removed from injury to kind of bounce back. I think people were uh, down on him. Yeah, the receivers, I still can't quite get a handle on. I still don't feel like 
the volume is going to be there for Odell Beckham or Zay Flowers or Rashad Bateman, you know, outside of Mark Andrews, it's like, uh, I still don't think that's going to be the case. And Todd Munkin's offense runs a lot through the tight end still. So I think, you know, we, it's going to be a very different offense when we see it. Maybe it's a slow to start a little bit. Um, but I think fantasy wise, we might not see that much of a difference in terms of pure numbers. I think it's still going to be run oriented, tight end oriented, and they'll, they'll let Lamar throw it more, but they have so many options that no one's going to get enough for it to be worthwhile. Taking a big gamble with OBJ. (laughs) It could go well, but there's a big chance it could be a disaster. And it's not, not, not like, Oh, he didn't really do anything. It's like, Oh, he didn't do anything. And he, he went crazy because they didn't give him the ball or something like that. So that that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. I mean, it obviously was a move to get Lamar, get the contract done, but if it ends up being the undoing of that offense, then what's really <laughs> worth it, you know? I could see them very quickly saying, you know, this isn't going to work. I just, just get out of here. I don't, I don't care if we paid you a, a bunch of money. We're, we'll just stay home or something we'll like here. Take it. Take the money. I mean, yeah. I'm like, how many, how many teams is he, is OBJ going to do this on? It's like, you know, is he just going to do a, go to every team and, uh, <laughs> and implode? Um, big question in Cleveland. I, I see people really high on Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I think that's just a big unknown, you know, he came back last year and I know the circumstances were weird, but he didn't look that great, but people are really high on him. How how do you think that's going to shake out in the Cleveland offense? I don't think it's going to end well. I mean, when's the last time we saw Deshaun Watson be good? Like it's been three years, even at least. Yeah. Even toward the end of his Houston, you know, the last games he was playing Houston, he was throwing a lot of interceptions. Like it wasn't super great. You know, it's very possible. He's just not as good as he was yeah you know, and, and, and then what do we have um you know so um like i think i think he's competent enough and the offense is competent enough to, to have some fantasy relevancy obviously you know nick chubb's going to do well i'm staying away from watson at his value i'd much rather take a dak prescott or take tua or uh even daniel jones um, but, but I do like, uh, Elijah Moore, uh, who they traded for there. I think he's a really good fit for the offense. I think he's a nice sleeper. Um, so, you know, I've targeted him a, a little bit, but yeah, I don't, I don't think the Browns offense is going to turn into this top seven offense, uh, anytime soon, like they're hoping for. I wonder if they're still going to run a lot. I wonder how that's all going to work. It's like, do you, do you make Deshaun Watson the focal point of the offense or do you keep it as, as Nick Chubb? I mean, I, I wouldn't take the ball in Nick Chubb's hands. It's, it's, it's too good. Seriously, like, yeah. You have the offensive line for it. Why Why mess with what works? Right. But, uh, it is Cleveland. I've, uh, I've done pretty well. <laughs> most, of my, most of my fantasy career for the past 20 years, not drafting Cleveland Browns has generally worked out for me, so I'll, I'll stick to it. I just figured it out. I think the owner of the Cleveland Browns is running Twitter. I think that might be – I mean, either Elon Musk is running – uh, uh, the Browns or or the, the the Cleveland owner is running Twitter because they're that's some that's some high level mismanagement right there. <laughs> uh, and then with the Steelers, uh, <laughs> the, the the talk in Pittsburgh is it's it's almost like a civil war. What do we what do we do about Kenny Pickett? Is he going to be good? Is he going to be bad? Obviously, he last year he was a he was a um, rookie, didn't put up good numbers. But what do you expect this year from Kenny Pickett? 
you know, I think we'll be fine. I think he'll take a step forward. I don't think Kenny Pickett is ever going to be a fantasy stud by any means. You know, I think he's going to be um, like we've seen from the Steelers and, and Big Ben for a number of years, even early was, you know, kind of run the offense and win games. Kind of game manager. Yeah, not, you know, you're, you're not there to put up big numbers. You're there to score points. Right. And I think we saw what Kenny Pickett could do in the clutch. Um, yeah, I, I like having him in super flex leagues. I think he's a fine kind of bench quarterback to have. And if you need him in a pinch or a bye week, I don't think it's the worst thing. Um, but you know, ultimately, honestly, for the Sewers offense, I think Najee Harris is the one who's underrated. You know, I think he's the one that's because of the injury last year, didn't play as well fantasy wise as people expected. I, I don't know. Uh, you can disagree with me, Joey, because I, I think being in Pittsburgh, he's going to get the volume. Uh, all the fantasy guys are talking up Jalen Warren, and they want Jalen Warren to get you know a bunch of carries and, and split with Najee Harris. And I'm like, ah, it's not going to happen here. <laughs> That's not how it works. I agree. I agree. People think it's going to be like 50-50. It's probably going to be more like 70-30 or 60-40 Najee getting most of the carries. I think they want everything they've done this offseason is bolster the offensive line. Get um they drafted that that big tight end from Georgia that's basically another offensive lineman. Everything has been geared toward bolstering like like strengthening the run game, not having Kenny Pickett do too much. That it's it's all set up for Najee Harris having a big year. We'll see. You know, Warren is good, but but I think they're all they're all in on Najee Harris. So yeah, I'm not yeah, I'm not buying this 50-50 stuff or that Jalen Warren is gonna take all of all of his thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just just something, you know, I think as as Steelers fans out there to exploit. You you might be able to get Najee uh, a little later than you think. So it doesn't sound like Steelers wide receivers are even worth getting. Maybe Deontay Johnson. I don't know. There's no way he could go another season without getting a touchdown. Right. Yeah. That's the only reason I like Deontay Johnson. Cause like he's got to score more fantasy points than he did last year. It's got to happen. He's right. got to score touchdowns. That was looking at NFL history. That was such a fluke. Only one way to go. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't mind him, though. There's a lot of receivers kind of in his range that I like as well. So I think it's tough to pull that trigger. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like Deontay Johnson. I, I probably would pass this year on George Pickens. I think he's going too high for, for – it's probably not going to be a consistent every game, you know, you can start him kind of deal. Um, and then Pat Fryermuth is kind of in that tight end dead zone of, like, he's not the elite guys, but he's not, you know, uh, but he's – still costs a little too much to me to uh to draft pickens is a perfect player that you get you don't play him all the time the times you do play him he does nothing and the times you bench him he goes off <laughs> exactly that right? perfect player that. that just frustrates the heck out of you we love those um there are so many there there there's there's a few certainties but so many questions, even the Chiefs, who are as stable as heck. You go, obviously, you have Mahomes, you have Kelsey, but then they changed their wide receivers. Um, we don't, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I, their running back is almost never relevant, or maybe, maybe they are. What are you expecting from the Chiefs' offense? It's tough because I think last year we saw 
how the Chiefs offense outside of Mahomes and Kelsey can not give you anything in fantasy and they could still score a ton of points. You know, the, the offense, they, they can score points, but no one's helping you. Uh, I think it's going to be similar this year. You know, some people like Kadarius Tony, he's already hurt. Um, and, you know, so I don't know. I, I probably would invest highly in him. And then it's like, well, there's a whole bevy of guys outside of that. Do you take a chance on Sky Moore uh, in year two? Maybe he finally emerges there, but they, you know, they, they drafted some guys uh, or she rice. It's just, I don't know. I'm kind of passing. I do think running back is the one area where Isaiah Pacheco kind of established himself last year, uh, especially in the playoffs as the guy, I think we'll still see some Clyde Edwards Hilaire sprinkled in and little Jarek McKinnon. But um, I, I think Pacheco is going late enough that he's worth a shot because he's fast he can break some of those big runs. They use them in the passing game a bit. Uh, so it's probably worth a shot maybe as, a, you know, your top bench running back or even your RB3 on your team. And um, but maybe one of my favorite Chiefs to draft in the last round is uh, Daneric Prince. He's an undrafted running back they got out of uh, Tulsa. Uh, he's He has the highest speed score in the class like Pacheco did the year before. So he's a big, mm. fast receiving back. He's been actually doing a lot of receiving out of the backfield. So, you know, if he does nothing or ends up on the ta- practice squad, you cut him. And if he somehow, you know, an injury happens, I think Derek Prince is might be the second best running back on that team. Interesting. Interesting. Um, On the Colts, Jonathan Taylor is going in the top 10. But then such a big question mark Anthony Richards and Anthony Richardson is it just a matter of because you know he's going to run is he almost going to be like Justin Fields 2.0 where even if he can't even pass it doesn't matter because you have you know him running and you hope that doesn't take away too much from Jonathan Taylor yeah that's what makes Anthony Richardson he's just going to be fantasy relevant no matter what uh, as long as he's playing, I think it's the one fear is potentially they start Gardner Minshew and really bring Richardson along slowly. Uh, seems like a real possibility. So I think before you know drafting Anthony Richardson too high, maybe pump the brakes like you might be without him for a while. Uh, might be better to wait for year two. But if if he's starting for the Colts, that gets announced, then yeah, I mean I'm in. I think he's going to be has a pretty high floor because he's going to run and the ceiling also gets high if you can run for some touchdowns uh but th- yeah that size and the rushing ability that that just wins in fantasy yeah yeah uh same thing in carolina and houston you got rookie quarterbacks i don't know. i t- to me i would just stay away from both of those teams t- together i mean it just seems like it just seems like just way too volatile I do like both Bryce Young and CJ Stroud as players, as fantasy players. I think it's a little bit harder. Uh, Bryce Young, I like a little bit more because he does have some rushing upside that we saw. Uh, I think he is pretty athletic. So you might get a little bit of that in Frank Reich's offense, but there's not a ton around those guys to feel good that they're going to be these sky high offenses. So I don't mind taking a, you know, if you draft a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, uh, Lamar Jackson taking Bryce Young, CJ Stroud in the second to last round. Just get them on your bench, see what happens if they blow up. Great, if not, you can cut them. Um, but yeah, I mean, those offenses in general, outside of maybe you know Damian Pierce and Miles Sanders, I don't know if I invest too much in either one. Yeah, yeah. On the Raiders, 
Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs are, are, are still going high. But they have a new quarterback, and Josh Jacobs, who knows when he's going to show up. Is Devontae Adams kind of quarterback-proof? Did we see that last year? That doesn't matter. He's just that that good. I think he is to an extent. I mean, I get a little bit worried now with no Darren Waller. There's not much else there. <laughs> like, you know, in terms of receiving options, oh, yeah, the defense. Yeah. On the defense, I mean, I'm double teaming Devontae Adams all day. Like, uh, go ahead and beat me with someone else. Right. You know, that's fine, especially if Josh Jacobs doesn't show up. So I'm a little bit scared of Adams compared to some, you know, I, I think I'd rather have Garrett Wilson or A.J. Brown or C.D. Lamb. Um, but, you know, round two, if he falls a little bit, I, I think he, there is such a high floor, like Devontae Adams is going to score his, that it's fine to uh, to invest in. Yeah. Yeah, there is so much hype over the the Detroit Lions in real football, but even even in fantasy football too. Are are you buying that the the Lions are? I mean, they, they did they did perform pretty high in fantasy last year. Do you think they're worth like a you know like a Amon St. Brown and their uh, and their running back? Yeah, I think it is a worthwhile offense to invest in. I think Jared Goff is pretty underrated. If you do wait on quarterback till super late, like he, he performed as a QB one uh, for a handful of games last year. Amon Ross St. Brown, I think will keep his role. Um, you know, Jamison Williams is suspended for a bit for, for gambling at the team facility, but uh, you know, he'll be back and maybe has some deep shots. But yeah. The, the, the running backs are interesting because they drafted Jameer Gibbs uh, in the top 12. So I think he's going to get a lot of receptions. Maybe he's kind of their slot receiver in a way. And then they, they brought in David Montgomery, who we saw what happened with Jamal Williams last year. Yeah. scored a ton of touchdowns. There's no reason to think David Montgomery is not going to have that role and he's decently cheap. So um, uh, yeah, I actually think value wise, it's a better offense than I expected it to be. Uh, what the bears, Justin Fields only has, I mean, he was amazing running last year. Is this just a, a just an expectation that he's going to be even better this year? Maybe add a little bit of passing. Yeah, I I, I think we're going to see definitely that step forward. Um, I think when you get the passing game mixed in and improving, that we're going to see some increased numbers uh, there as well. I, I think the offense as a whole has gotten better. And so to me, that's, that's something I look for, you know, as the offense gotten better then I can give a bump to, especially to some of these quarterbacks, uh, can give a bump to them. Oh, so many, so many questions. It's going to be so interesting to see how this all plays on training camp. And even in training camp, we're not going to get it, <laughs> all the answers. Uh, so it's, it's uh, going to be so fascinating to see, but finally, finally it's back. It's it's no fair. It's no fair that we have to wait all these months to, to get real football. Yeah, I, I know. It's always this long wait, and then we're just opening the floodgates here and waiting for it to come. I mean, and then we get yeah, then we get flooded, and there's too much coming. <laughs> um, where can people uh, find you and, and and following you and get your work? Yeah, you can follow me um, at draftcountdown.com. I focus on the NFL draft over there. We'll be relaunching here in a couple weeks. Uh, but I also do a fantasy podcast, Debbie Marketplace. Uh, so you can get that wherever you get your podcasts. And Shane P. Hallam on? 
Twitter, tw- whatever they're calling it today. <laughs> Put up the X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, uh, and, um, in, in Pittsburgh, there's a there's there's a radio station called 105.9 The X. Like, did they or are, are you Twitter now? I, was like, I don't know. Uh, are you are you Twitter now? Who knows? Well, yeah. Well, it's, it's, if, if if it's if, if 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 it's still up this week, we're we're still on whatever it's called. So, uh, hey, thanks so much. Um, probably bug you in a month from now to see how things go but uh but uh thanks so much for the time no thanks for having me appreciate it all right see you